Oh, there I am. Hello, everybody. This was supposed to play the whole time. So I'm actually recording this episode because I might release it this week. I don't know. Um, but this is the first ever after the gig live episode on Patreon. And I hope YouTube doesn't get mad at me for playing music like that. Um, and I'm actually going to hide these comments really quick just so it doesn't distract me. Um, just to get started before... Um, before Genevieve, uh, or before she just went to bed, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, Bob Sackett just passed away. Bob Sackett just died, which is crazy because um, this is a complete side note, but Bob Sackett um, is really good friends with John Mayer, who is a, who's going to go live tonight, either at 10 or 11, Um and do his kind of live silly, <coughs> silly show uh, called Current Mood on Instagram. So I uh, I highly recommend you guys go and uh, check that out on Spotify, because, uh, not Spotify on um, on Instagram because that'll be interesting. And I don't really know too much about what happened to Bob, um, but it's really sad, you know. America's dad was found in uh, an Orlando hotel room. Not really how anybody wants to go. Um, he's an interesting guy. I'm not going to make any, make any predictions of what, what went down. But, you know, he's like that dry humor guy. Anytime you, kinda, anytime you see him lie or, or doing anything on TV, he's, he's that dry comedian that's always trying to say he was always trying to do the... Um, the big, um, I don't know. He, he was trying to, he was trying to shock you anything that he said. Uh, so this, that's really sad. He's 65 years old. Um, <clears throat> and he, let's see, he died Sunday at the Ritz Carlton. At least he died in a, in a, in a classy, classy place. Um, according to police, cause of death has not been announced. Foul play or drug use is not, immediately suspected who knows who knows what was going on um the morning show spoke to Saget on monday ahead of his comedy show so he was he was working <clears throat> man says the actor appeared to be in good health and good health and good spirits really really bump it's a bummer man that is uh it's a bummer bob Saget gone oh, of course and then you have all these uh comments here <laughs> man comments are crazy it's it leads me to like one of the things i wanted to talk about tonight well you know not not a great uh segue from bob saget but um you know cheers to bob <clears throat> um america's dad hey louise hey stacy hey rebecca hey dave Hey Sangita, hey Nicole, hey Crystal. I hope this is uh, this is as interesting for you as it is for me. But feel free to chime along. I'm just going to be talking, um, and we're doing it live. We're doing it live. So Bob Saget died. That's the first thing. But the comments bring me to one thing I wanted to talk about, which is Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone magazine back in the day. Uh, we used to get really excited to, to read Rolling Stone and, and see the new things that were coming out. There was these epic, um, cover, cover shoots. Like you remember like the Led Zeppelin cover suit, shoot and, uh, cover and, and the Beatles cover and, um, all these different things that they do. And lately, um, 
lately, I don't know if it's just because it's Facebook. I don't get the magazine anymore. I just see all of these, um, these clickbaity articles and they've turned into a tabloid. And it's a real bummer because it's obvious that it's like one person or like a couple people doing the copy for the, um, for all of the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the headlines online, the online headlines. And it's a real bummer because every single time I see a headline on there, it's, it's really, really, uh, out of context and completely, you know, it's trying to be ultra woke. Um, you know, they've been, everyone's been going after Eric Clapton. So that's my example I'm going to use. And, um, Eric Clapton has been labeled an anti-vaxxer and he's vaccinated, but he has, uh, had a reaction and he's not, (coughs) excuse me. And he's not super psyched about the, uh, vaccinations and, and the vaccines because he had a reaction to it. But Rolling Stone took it upon themselves to like slander him and say, and like anytime he would do something and just kind of come out in the come out in the news for for whatever reason any reason they got they said anti-vax uh um musician who wrote who wrote song with like other anti-vax it's so ridiculous um to just like kind of the bug is bothering me to just label um one of the greatest musicians of and most influential musicians of all time and just completely try to slander them because of their view about a vaccine that they had a bad reaction to. It's it's not cool. It's not cool. And then you read the article and, you know, Eric Clapton had no, like, it's just, they're just picking on somebody, you know? And then the other thing that came out that really bothered me um, was the fact that uh, Rolling Stone put out a headline that he sued a German... Um, uh, what was it? A German widow. So why do you have to put that she's a widow in the headline? The only reason to put that she's a widow in the headline is to make you hate Eric Clapton. <laughs> That's the only reason. So um, it says, uh, Eric Clapton sues German widow for $11 over bootleg CD. And the truth uh, to that to that article is that yes, that person did get sued, but it's by a legal team that goes after this, this, you know, uh, German enterprise of people that, that bootleg CDs, it's like a real problem. And Eric Clapton is not the only one that deals with it. And this person, if you read the article, not the headline, this person had, been told, had been sent a cease and desist, been told, hey, please stop doing this. We know you're doing it and you need to not do this anymore. And they basically said, come get me. <laughs> it's like, why are you protecting these people? You know, like you're completely, and and I commented on it and somebody said like, oh, here comes the bros that uh, stand up for blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you need to read the article. It's like, yeah. And and they said that they read the article. And at this point, I'm like, why did I engage? <laughs> I'm like, this was a bad idea to even start this. Anytime I comment on anything, I'm like, why did I do that immediately after? Um, because I really try, I really, you know, you always think that you're going to change someone's mind, but you don't, you never do. Anyway, so I commented and this person thought I was, a, you know, immediately thought I was an asshole and, a, you know, whatever. And um, I was like, did you, read, did you read the article? It's like, yes. It's like, then how are you okay with this headline? It's like, people need to go and read the articles and do it for themselves. It's like, but people don't do that. People never read the actual article. Half the time when, when someone shares any, anything on Facebook with me, I go and I read the headline. I'm like, oh my God. And then I go read the article and either has nothing to do with the headline or the headline is so far out of place or out of whack or, or out of context. It's, it's maddening. It's like, how can these people be allowed to do this? Everyone has become a tabloid. Um, 
so that's the thing. It's like, obviously, Rolling Stone has a problem with with Eric Clapton, someone that has such a huge platform talking bad about the vaccination or va- about the vaccine. And they're just, um, and they're just trying to find any way to slander him, to like take him off his platform or, or knock him down a peg. And, and so many people, this is happening to so many people and it's really, really, uh, outrageous. It's like, yeah, man, you can't trust the headlines. You just need to know that, you have to go and read the article. And if you're not willing to go in and read the article, you need to just, you need to just like move along. (laughs) You know, you can't even, you can't even get into it because if you, if you don't, and then you, and if you're one of those people that just share a headline, and I'm not so sure that these are even real people sharing these headlines. It's probably bots. Anything that gets negative comments or any kind of negative view is going to get more views or more ears or whatever. So, um, but now that everyone's here, I just want to let you all know, I haven't said anything about it. Um, if you were watching my live stream over the hump, which I'm sure most of you that are here right now were on Wednesday, um, I was pretty sick. So then the next day, I was like, you know, got to get tested again. Um, So I went and got tested. And of course, I have COVID. So just like everybody else in the world, I'm not special either. Uh, I have COVID and Genevieve has COVID. I am just getting over it. You can hear it in my voice a bit still. Um, But... um, Genevieve is is feeling it right now. So uh, please take care of yourselves. You know, it's going around. I feel like everyone's just going to get it uh, at this point because it is so transmissible. I mean, we've just been home. Uh, we, we went to uh, New Hampshire. That's probably where we got it. Um, fucking New Hampshire, dude. Dirty, dirty hippies up there with their coves. <clears throat> So we're just laying low, we're at home, um, and uh, you know it's just it's one of those things like it's scary, but you know it's it's a it's just a bummer that um, you know these va- this vaccine doesn't work for uh, for the current current strain, and maybe it does. Like you can have the argument that um, if you're vaccinated, it's it's gonna be you're not going to get as sick, but I, you know, uh, for this particular strain, it just seems to be a little less, uh, a little less heavy. You know what I mean? Um, I was so congested, so congested. I had never been, and I'm not going to make any speculations about any of that or whatever, but, um, I was so congested. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. The day after uh, that live stream, I struggled to get through that live stream. I really felt like shit, but, um, the day after I got so congested and I got so, uh, even a runny nose, it's like, how can you congested and have such a bad runny nose at the same time? It was crazy. And then the coughing and then there was nausea and all that stuff. I won't (coughs) bore you with the details, but, um, I have just, I have, (laughs) don't be throwing shade on New Hampshire. I love New Hampshire. New Hampshire is great. I always have a great time there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ethan, Ethan's totally cool. Uh, he has been, as I said on the live stream, he has been a snot box. So we're just watching out for that. And, um, but he's great. It's great. So I'm going to go, um, Jen hasn't been tested, but she has it and, uh, she's being tested tomorrow. And, um, I will, schedule another one uh when i'm feeling even even more better but um you know i gotta i gotta i have just been sick for so long whatever terry gave me uh at the at you know the week before the week before the last shows of the year for carbon leaf and then um that just ran into another thing and then ran into this so um i'm actually now finally starting to feel a little bit better so that's good. 
Um, let me refer to my notes here because I went to uh, kind of going all over the place a little bit today. And uh, a big thing that I would like to talk about tonight and on this podcast is the Get Back Beatles documentary. I've been wanting to talk about it for a while. Um, <clears throat> and I will be sipping from that drink periodically because I need to. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, welcome to the club, Rebecca. You got it. Okay. New Year's Eve. That seems like a pretty common time for people to get it. I guess I did go out somewhere on New Year's Eve, but I was literally, literally around two people, but those two people maybe had COVID. Who knows? Um, thank you for the good health vibes. Uh, sorry, New Hampshire. Glad you're feeling better. Hopefully Jen will, will soon too. Yeah. She's just starting to get into the, uh, you know, she had felt good for so long and now she's starting to feel like, like garbage. Um, but it's all the same, all the same symptoms. It's the cough. It's the scratchy sore throat. It's the really bad congestion. I lost my taste and smell, but that was just because of how congested I was. And it, it kind of came back. So <clears throat> it's like when you get sick and you can't taste any, it's, it's that, that's kind of, it's different than what other people have been experiencing in my, um, in, in my experience of what I've heard. So I want to get to the Beatles thing. Um, but first the Grammys have been postponed. So that is all well and good. This thing is really, really crazy. I don't even know when they were scheduled. If, were they this week? I don't know. Were they this weekend? That, that would be, I don't, I don't know, but maybe you can tell me in the comments here, but I, really loved how they did the Grammys last year. I'm guessing maybe so many people that were involved maybe in the production staff or whatever artists were testing positive. So if they're all testing positive, then obviously you can't put on the show. Um, but if it was just because of the, the new uptick in cases, like there's still concerts going on and I loved how they did it last year where they had it in a studio they had the red carpet they had all the different um, performances and it was so much better doing it that way it was almost as if they did it like live with Jules Holland uh, if you've ever seen that show all the groups are set up like everything's set up there's always these weird technical difficulties that happen at the Grammys and there's always this grandiose nature to it which has gotten worse and bigger and worse and worse over the years. So there's been different producers of the show. Um, I think it switched. Uh, man, I don't, I, I should have looked up the date. I don't know. But um, there was, there was a year where the, uh, the Foo Fighters had this particularly great performance and they kind of changed the format a little bit. It was close camera. They had like, um, it wasn't as grand. It was more about the performances than anything. But um, I hated it when they kick it via satellite to something. It always goes wrong, and it's always weird. Um, but I uh, I really enjoyed what they did last year, and and I really enjoyed the artists that did it. It, it kind of like catered to their strengths. Whether you had um, different artists that had uh, that do more produced music, it worked better for them. They had uh, different performances. You know, I loved the uh, John Mayer, Marin Morris performance last year, which featured actually a, a guest on this podcast, uh, Annie Clements playing the bass. Um, but I really, really hope that they go back whenever they do go back. I really hope they follow suit with that. Like that's one really great thing that came out of COVID. And, and I, I'm pretty sure that they did that because of the, um, because of COVID uh, and to keep people away from each other and not have the big crowds. Like you don't need to have the crowd. You don't need to do it. Like you can say who won the thing and put them on, you know, I'm sure everyone wants to go up on stage and get their Grammy, like have their moment. And I understand that. I'd love to do that. Um, but if this is how it has to be to make the actual music and the actual performances better and, and to show the people 
what the actual show the people the actual art then i am 100 percent all for that um that's where i you know you don't really watch the grammys to discover people anymore it's all the same it's usually all the same people but you know you 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 see the the new artist kind of thing um and you see a bunch of new people like i was introduced to the to uh, her um do a lip do a lipa do a lipa uh who has one of my favorite albums ever now um john and i listen to that on the road at the end of the night and during load out during load in all the time uh so it's you know that was a really really great thing that happened uh from the last grammys but i really hope um i really hope they go back to it because they really showed that a lot of these artists are really talented and that can do some cool stuff. And the producers of that show last year were, were fantastic. So I hope they go that route again. Um, and if you haven't seen live Jules Holland, go back and if you could find it on YouTube, if you can find, you know, everybody played on it. It was a BBC show and it was incredible. It's like everyone is set up in a round and then the cameras are like in the middle and then they just go around and Jules will sometimes play piano with, with the artist, depending on who the artist is. And it's, uh, it's really, really cool. And I really, really enjoy, um, enjoy seeing those performances. So, uh, check that out whenever you get a chance, <coughs> but Grammys are postponed. I don't know till when. And, uh, if you are an avid Grammys watcher, I know that I watch them and I text, it's like kind of like a Super Bowl. I'll go and text some friends and be like oh fuck i can't believe that person won all right and you know i i have no idea who these people are (laughs) stuff like that so please check it out when they come back um so let's see here i'm wondering if nicole nicole's here so uh my brother pointed out when i was continually eating (laughs) it has a nighttime snack and that wait what was what was the snack i missed I missed it. I completely missed it. Oh, ice cream. Wait, what? <laughs> Your father just discovered ice cream is not a health food. Awesome. Yeah, me too. So I saw a nutritionist recently via Zoom because I'm, you know, trying to lose weight. And um, and uh, I, I was just... You know, not, I'd been dieting and stuff and nothing was really happening. I was trying to just trying to pinpoint some of the faults and stuff. And it's like whenever you talk to someone like that, as you're talking, you're like, I know what's wrong. <laughs> it's like as you're saying it, as you're saying like, this is what I had yesterday. Uh, we figured it out. <laughs> it was pretty quick. Um, but an interesting thing, and I really like this nutritionist because she told me not to stop eating ice cream, which was great. And I don't really eat pints of ice cream at night anymore because I just know how bad it is. Um, I try not to anyway, but she told me about this like little hack how the single serving ice creams, like the bars or whatever, if, whatever you want to get, like an ice cream sandwich or this is like the, the one that I got, which I discovered I'd never had it before. It was like the Magnum, um, uh, uh, you know, ice cream pop or whatever, or the raspberry with the chocolate on the outside. Oh my God, it's incredible. So good. So if you guys are into that kind of thing, um, you know, get, get that, get those. So she totally told me that like, if you have one, you know, with one serving, you can have that. Because if you have a pint of Ben and Jerry's, it's a bottomless pit. It's like, it's a game. It's like, how quickly can I get to the bottom? And that's like four servings and every serving is like 900 calories or something. It's, it's something absolutely ridiculous, but it's, it's so good. Ice cream is so good. Anyway, so what did we cover so far? Ice cream, <laughs> we covered Eric Clapton, Rolling Stone being douches, uh, douchers. Um, Grammys are postponed. And oh, the reason why I mentioned Nicole is because she sent me this independent um, venue article. So I wanted to go over here and talk about that a little bit. Um, So let's see if this works. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. So you can see 
I think you can see my screen. If you can't see my screen, let me know. Um, I'm pretty sure you can see my screen and it probably just switched when I, when I did something else. Anyway, I was checking the recording. That's, you know, got to do that. How independent music venues are surviving the pandemic's long tail. Now, this is a serious, this is a serious problem as we go into, um, as we go into the winter, a lot less bands play in the winter. Um, a lot of bands that are mid-level tier will do it because venues want to have bands in and it's it's hard to find big acts to play in the winter. Most most places want to play or most bands want to play in the summer and the fall um and a lot of winter dates are like, "All right, we'll we'll give you a good deal if you want to come out here in the winter." So big questions remain. And the big thing that I see going forward right now is is the fact that um, this this strain of the virus, if this potentially is like, you know, this is this becomes the thing, then we're it's kind of good. It's good because more people are going to get it, but more people are going to get it and be and be okay, and. Um, and be able to move on or have some kind of more immunity to it. That part, I don't fucking know. I'm just going by the last two years and, and whatever. But, um, I really don't, I really think that this whole Omicron thing could be, you know, could be a positive thing moving forward into the spring and into the summer. And, um, I could be completely wrong, obviously could be completely wrong about that, but, um, when it comes to venues, I think they should be, I think venues should, should be ready to like, go, 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 go and get ready to do it. You know, get ready to be back. Like I know people that are still really, really scared of going out and being around people and being on tour last fall showed us that about 20 25 to 30 percent of people aren't showing up aren't coming ticket sales are down that amount and a lot of times bands will um a lot of times in the fall in in my experience people will buy tickets and not show up so they'll buy tickets and then see how things are going to go and then um depending on what the numbers look like in their state or the city or whatever, they will make a decision, kind of game time decision. And we saw that around the country. And um, that's cool. I mean, that's great. It's all well and good. You know, Delta, as far as, as far as I heard, I didn't get it. Um, but that was, uh, that was a scary one. You know, I know people that got really, really sick on it and, um, I know the vast majority of people were okay, but you know, a lot of people lost people. So you can't, um, you can't downplay that at all. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, someone that's older or someone that has health problems or, or whatever, it's still scary. It's still people and still matters. Um, so we need to watch out for that. But with this, with Omicron, I feel like you know, everyone's fucking getting it. I half, half the people I know or more than half the people I know have COVID right now. I think I'm the only one in the, in, in carbon leaf that has, or has gotten COVID who knows about the first strain. Um, because there were people that were <coughs> super sick after the rock boat, which was right before, um, the shit hit the fan, uh, in 2020. But I don't know. I don't know. Venues, I feel like the venues that were not running a good business, the venues that you did not look forward to going to, and some of the ones that you did, you know, there's people that talk about, let's say, the living room in Providence fondly. And I just remember that place being the biggest shithole I had ever stepped foot in. It was a disaster. 
Like that place was probably breaking every fire code. That place was probably, I mean, absolutely selling booze to minors. Absolutely just being the worst place ever. But it was the only place that would let the shittiest bands in the world play. So, and and good bands played there too. But like, it was just one of those places. And it was it was horrible. At the end of the night, they would just throw bleach all over the ground and just like, you know try try to clean the place and it was terrible um but these venues are out there they exist and some of them are nice but they're just run by assholes and 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 if they're not not making you know x amount of dollars or or whatever i I don't run a venue but a lot of venues that closed probably should i'm not sad to see go but there are other ones that i am um Places like Port City Music Hall in in Portland, um, I really, you know, that Portland needs needs a really good midsize. Uh, Portland, Maine needs a, a good midsize venue, for sure. Because Port City Music Hall was perfect. It was great. Had a great green room, great staff, great sound, um, or great great sound from where I was sitting. I mean, I, I I've definitely heard people complain about it a little bit. But um, I think that was like a show-to-show kind of thing. Um, the place that we played this past year, One Longfellow Square, is a fantastic venue run by fantastic people, but it's so small. And the PA is in a weird place, which which doesn't allow us to play at the volume that we want to play. Um, and the Birchmere in Alexandria did it very, very well. So they were one of the venues that, um, came down in, um, in capacity. So they sold limited capacity. It's a huge building. So you could like really, you could really spread out in there and they sounded great. And, you know, I talked to, I believe his name, I'm going to get this wrong, but I want to say his name's Michael. He's a talent buyer there who, who has like, I was talking to him last this past year. Um, his past show that we played in December there. And like he booked the beastie boys. He booked all kinds of, all kinds of people all over the DC area. And he has so many stories. I'd love to have him on the show sometime. Um, but he was telling us all these stories and he was just saying, you know, it's like, it was, it was tough for a little bit. It's like these guys really had to, um, really had to look deep, (laughs) dig down deep and figure out how they're going to do it. Because after a while, you know, there was a period where bands did not want to play out at in and even at certain venues because certain venues did not have the proper, you know, ventilation. It was too it was too small. It, people were going to be on top of each other. You know, I wasn't a big fan of how Ramshead did uh, did their their stuff with the limited seating and then you play in a fishbowl like that was kind of a bummer you know i felt bad for people that had to <clears throat> be there and i hope they enjoyed it um but that was uh that was just you know it was just what they had to do it was what they had to do so i don't know but uh let's get back to this article a little bit so um valina vigo that's a beautiful name wow what a name sorry it's going to this uh I don't want to use that audio. I want to use the audio I'm using. Okay, sorry about that. So, this was a little slow in the fourth quarter. Um, I did read this, but I'm going to have to kind of go through it a little bit again. Um, But basically, it's like, if you're not booking the big acts, if you're not booking, like, if you're taking your capacity from you know, 20,000 and then it's down to like 10,000. That's a big difference because you got to pay a lot of people in that venue. So that's, if you're cutting your stuff in half, it's really, really tough to do the same kind of business that you were doing before. And especially a lot of these places were seeing about 30% of people of people not coming out because they were afraid of covid and i dude i cannot believe 
we got around the country and did not have a single COVID case in our, in our band. And I will tell you, honestly, we did not, nobody got sick, nobody. And we were in, in gas stations and like, you know, all over the country. It was, it was nuts. It was really, really nuts, but we did a good job of wearing masks and staying away from people. But right now Omicron doesn't give a fuck about any of that. So, um, and something in this article that's interesting, and I, I, I am, you know, uh, Nicole, if you want to include the link here uh, to the article so everyone can read, I can't really go through this as quickly as I would like to. Um, but there was a, a group that was put together, was it? And, oh, fuck, where is it? It doesn't matter. Um, there was a group that they put together and they lobbied to get grant money to keep these stages going and keep these venues going. And it's just really interesting to me. um, This parallel I took from it, like right away, I was like, well, why can't there be a, a, a music or entertainment lobby of, people that get together that are fighting for like streaming money, (laughs) like money that's getting taken out of, out of uh, musicians pockets, like money that's, you know, people capitalizing on other people's art, you know, things like Spotify, which I love. I love Spotify and I love, I don't use Apple music, but the idea behind it is the same kind of thing. And, um, you know, the venues are one thing and, and, and I hope all these great independent music venues don't get swallowed up by Live Nation or, or you know, uh, people that don't have people's or artists' best interests at heart because what venues are going to do and what promoters are going to do, these people that organized and got together and lobbied to get money to, to keep their jobs because they're smart. Um, but what I don't want to see happen is Live Nation come through and take over all these all these things and these same people, these same promoters or whatever, and negotiate artist uh, pay and compensation for the next time they come around because they had 30% less people. They're going to say that it was the band's fault, and it's already happening. They're going to say that it's the band's fault and they're going to negotiate their prices down to cover their losses. So what happens is it trickles down and the bands and the artists are the ones that pay the price. They're the ones that are selling the tickets that are putting the people in the seats, but it's all based on on a bonus system. So if you don't sell X amount of tickets or if you don't do... X amount of business or whatever. And you you also have to give them a cut of your of your merch sales too. Which is which is ridiculous, but whatever. It's it's part of the deal. It's how they keep the lights on, I guess. So um but you're gonna see it like and it's gonna hurt like the working man's band, the working man's artist. It's gonna hurt those people because what's gonna happen is you're gonna say, All right, well in 2019 you did this number 2020 2021 you were down here so we're gonna have to readjust and renegotiate your contract and and all this stuff which which will inevitably i mean hopefully the agents are like are you fucking kidding me like what are you talking about (laughs) like we just went through a pandemic and you know exactly why the numbers were down so hopefully they're not all just like just we're just gonna let it ride and everyone gets the same deal that they had last year we're gonna give everyone the benefit of the doubt so these are the people you're dealing with though they're businessmen and most musicians are not business people they they the artists are and you have to be to run a band or the band leaders are you have to be or else you're gonna get taken advantage of you're gonna lose so much money um but in that way, I just worry about bands that are out there that are not the huge, huge acts that have all of this um, 
leverage. It's the bands that don't have the leverage that are really going to take take a, a hit. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> Birchmere, a few, a few people charge us cleaning fees. They charge us. I didn't realize that they charge you guys cleaning fees at the Birchmere. I mean, that's an interesting. I will tell you that um, the money went to good use. Those guys were there. They're there, you know, we play, it was a Thursday, it's Thursday, Friday. So Thursday night, you play, if you're playing the Birchmere, you play the show, you set up, play the show, and then you're done. And then you're playing the next day. So you don't have to pack up. You don't have to do anything. But I will tell you how late I went in the bus and went to bed before the last, way before the last person was done cleaning. They went through and like basically with, tooth you know with a toothbrush everywhere and just like cleaned every nook and cranny they disinfected everything it was really really great and then the next day they did it again before everyone showed up so they they really did put that to good use um and you know those shows are expensive they are you know i'm curious to know um like and i i don't know what a night out a, a thing a thing like that costs and everything's more expensive now. So it's like you're paying for a ticket, you're paying for um, a dinner, you know, hopefully you're buying a piece of merch or something afterwards or, uh, you know, not hopefully, but you're, you're buying a piece of merch afterwards. Um, Put that into the equation and then, you know, a few drinks, whatever. It's an expensive, it's an expensive night. And um, you know, it does, it's not, it's not lost on us like the age or, or or it's not lost on bands like bands to think about this all the time. It's like these people need to go get babysitters that costs money. They're buying a ticket and they're having dinner. Maybe they go went out to dinner beforehand and they're coming out. So it's like, it's a lot. We know it's a commitment. It's a huge commitment. And um, we love, we love that people continue to do it. And we try to put our best foot forwards and make, make efforts to, um, and every band does this, make efforts to make the show worth it and make the night out worth it because it's like, it's an escape. I've been to one, like Jen and I have been on like one or two date nights since, uh, since we had Ethan, we went and saw Billy Joel at Fenway park. We're like, if we're going to go out and do something, we're going to do something big. (laughs) And it was awesome. It was great. It was totally worth the free ticket. Um, thank you, residents in Fenway Park. So, Sheila, hopefully some of the smaller venues will make a comeback. I'm still only really comfortable at an event that requires vax or at least negative test results, but not so concerned with limiting uh, capacity. Yeah, I mean, and that's an interesting thing now, too, because Omicron doesn't give a fuck about your vaccine. Um, sorry to put it blatant, you know, plainly. So, Everybody that I know that has gotten Omicron is is vaxxed and boosted and or vaxxed. I'm not boosted. Um, uh, it was like a whole, you know, I don't have to have a reason that I'm not boosted. But um, my doctor and the, the medication I take, you know, I didn't have a great time after the second one. And there's not really enough data on the boost yet. So for my doctor to really be like, you got to do it. And it's a weird thing because I have for Crohn's and, and I take it inject another shot. I take a shot for my thing. So just a whole other thing. But anyway, I got it anyway, still vaxxed. And that's going to be an interesting thing going forward. It's like, do we know, we know that there's vax people around that are spreading it. So why, in my opinion, I understand why a mandate or, or requiring a vaccine um, or a negative test would make it cool. I think the negative test is more effective in this particular case because things have changed. Things have changed drastically with Omicron. So I don't really think that that, other, that matters anymore. It just matters on your, your, um, however you feel about the risk 
of going out and getting sick um, or potentially getting sick. It's a tricky subject. You know, it's a tricky thing uh, because you give it this name and it's, and it's really hard to judge, but I don't, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm vaxxed. I have COVID and I'm still, I still don't, I really don't love the idea of, of showing, showing my, my card. I really don't like it. Anyway, so, do, 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 do. But I mean, I, I see it. I see it both ways. Uh, Red Warning Blue later this month at Tally Ho. And I just don't want to miss it. But general admission floor scares me a bit. Who am I kidding? <laughs> it's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. After I'm over COVID, uh, after my own COVID, whatever. I mean, I didn't want to be on the floor at a venue at all. Like I don't like being there in general just cause I don't like being around that many people. But with COVID, like I'm hoping that after I've had it, that I'll have uh, somewhat of natural immunity and we'll be able to do those things again. But we'll see what the, what the doctors and the scientists say about it, you know? Um, yeah, Tally Ho is awesome. I think we're playing the Tally Ho, I'm pretty sure. And I can give away this, I think, I think a special thing to do for you guys here. And we're kind of, com- we're already coming up on an hour. This is crazy. It went by really fast. But um, what I would love to do is tell you guys about uh, carbon leaf dates that aren't announced yet. And I, I will not release that <laughs> to the public. I will edit that part out. Um, but I will tell you guys, since you guys here are mostly Carbon Leaf fans, and I appreciate, appreciate, I appreciate you guys so much for supporting the Patreon and for being here. Um, I really, really love it and for, for playing along here. And I think this is something that would be cool to do, um, do all the time. You know, uh, I really, really enjoy it. So, all right, Greg, CL equals carbon leaf plus clean living. Uh, glad to see you two times last fall in the Chicago area. Thanks for coming, Greg. Really appreciate it. Um, I would love to get to that second, that second CL, that clean living, baby. Um, eating clean, that'd be really great. Really, really great. Lisa, I sold my ticks, uh, but... But since I'll probably have COVID two days after returning to school, I might be good to go by then, or at least by CL in in uh, Carbon Leaf in February. Yeah, I mean schools, man, that's tough. So I was emailing with um, with Erica Barden, and she sent me, you know, told me about some of her some of her struggles at the school that she works at, and uh, man, kids are crazy. Kids are insane. These TikTok challenges, the fights. It's just weird, man. It's like, you know, two years of, of uh, this stuff has really done a number on kids, uh, in my opinion. You know, it's, it's really, really tough. And now, being, now that I'm a dad, I think about it constantly. I used to never think about it, obviously, but... Um, Man, I really don't. I really hope that this isn't a thing. This is sorted out, and education is um, is put on the pedestal that it needs to be put on. We need, we obviously need better education in this country. It's crazy. Uh, we need to start at the foundation, right? Isn't that is that too is that so crazy? Um, we need to pay the teachers, man. Pay the teachers. It's it's. We need we need a better foundation and we need better people in charge. Um, what did that have to do with, with concert tickets? No idea, <laughs> but that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, expensive night, uh, nights out get spendy since our kids like good music. Yeah. I mean, you got to bring the kids and everything. And that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, 
Katie, you bring the whole family and everyone's super into it. And you have the most well-behaved kids I have ever seen. Like, I can't imagine right now, Ethan is at the point where he is just crazy all the time. All the time. I can't even imagine taking him to a show right now. But he's so young anyway. But you guys are the best and we appreciate you coming out. Um, People sick enough to be in the hospital still almost all unvaxxed. That's true. That is absolutely true. Um, so, I mean, those numbers, those numbers don't lie for sure. It's like, that is totally a bummer. Um, but you know, ah, man, I, I have a hard time getting into this because like people I love have differing, differing, points of view and it's such a polarizing topic that I don't like to get into it because I don't want, I don't want, you know, it, it is, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I, I want people to be, I would love for people to be vaxxed for sure to save, uh, potentially save themselves. Um, you know, Omicron is, is spreading. So it seems like the unvaxxed are, it's more of like, uh, you're taking on, that's your own, your own problem. Um, but we want the people that we love to be vaxxed and, and not, we want them to be safe and whatever that means, that's what we want. It's like, nobody wants anyone to, to get hurt. You know what I mean? I, I would have a hard time believing that that's the reason, um, that that's anyone's like prerogative. Uh, I don't think, I don't believe that to be true, but you know, I 100% think that going, going forward concerts have to like, these things need to be safe. Uh, people need to feel safe. Um, you don't want, you don't want grandma getting sick or you don't want to get, get come home and, and have it. And, get someone sick. But right now the vaccine is not stopping, is not stopping vax people from getting it and spreading it. I'm proof. I know so many people that are doing it. So it's like, all right, what do we do now that that's, that's the thing that's happening? How do we approach it? What, what's the solution or how do we go forward? Um, in Ontario, you have to be vaxxed for concerts, movies, sports, <clears throat> theater um, since autumn 2021. However, as of January 5th, events are paused for a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's bad. It's just bad right now. It's, it's, people are getting really sick. Um, and, you know, if you're sick, you shouldn't be going to work. You shouldn't be going out. You got to stay home. You know, that's the main thing. You got to you know, and if you're really, really sick and you have to go get help, you need to seek help. <clears throat> but the best thing you gotta, you gotta call Like if you think you have it, get tested, test, 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 and find out and call your doctor, see what to do. Um, N95s and a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the negative tests mean that I, Crystal, I have said, I built, I agree. I agree. The negative tests definitely mean more because I was vaxxed and I was walking around and I couldn't find, I couldn't get a test anywhere. That was the craziest thing. Like anywhere I called, no appointments for like four days and then CVS had one and then they canceled it on me. So it's, it's insane. Um, but concerts make it, it makes it so hard. It's such a hard thing because there's so many people there. There's going to be so many people there. So you're like, I hope everyone's cool, you know. Um, and masking is mandated indoors in all public spaces. Okay, it's that in Canada. that That's happening more here now. I think that's a Rhode Island thing and a mask thing as well. But even with testing, it's hard to find a test. That's the thing. Okay. We're going so far down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I need to catch up a little bit. 
Well behaved, the two younger ones dropping the F-bomb. Yeah, but you know, it's just a word. It's a good, it's a good descriptive word. Um, all right. How about those Patriots? Thank you, Louise. I appreciate it. Uh, the Patriots suck tonight, but I, I think that they, uh, I think that they wanted to rest their people for next week because we got a big, big old playoff game next week. But anyway, guys, I really, really appreciate you guys being here and being on the Patreon and being a part of this. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to share some dates with you. And I don't think I got to every topic, but we've been talking. Oh, in my notes, the metaverse was one of my topics and the ultimate VMA performance um, and ultimate Super Bowl performance was in my topics for today. But that's something that I want to talk about with Genevieve. So next time that we do this, Genevieve is going to join and we're going to have a wonderful time um, uh, listening to tunes and talking about music and sharing after the gig stories. Uh, but yeah, you guys are so great. You guys are really, really fantastic. I think I think that's it. Uh, I really, really appreciate you guys being here. I really appreciate you guys listening. The next episode, we'll definitely talk about Get Back. It's already in my notes. Um, and, you know, one of the main things with Get Back was the, the relationship between George and the rest of the guys which was which I didn't know a lot about and to see that dynamic in real time and that experience watching them create those songs in real time was just like they're just like any other band how any other band would do it but they're coming up with the greatest songs of all time so it's like it's a really wild experience and I cannot wait to go through it. I really, really can't wait to describe how I felt about a lot of those things and, and a lot about George and a lot of how I relate to him a lot. Um, and also, you know, uh, yo, like yoke. it's just the whole, the whole thing is incredible. It's incredible. It's a lot of time to put into it. Um, but I really, really, really uh, recommend you guys going and watching get back the Beatles documentary. So, all right, guys, I love you all so much. I really, really appreciate it. Please tell me if you enjoyed this. Um, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Send me e an email after the gig pod at gmail.com for questions. Cause those of you that are part of the tier level for questions, you got to send me questions. <laughs> so, um, you know, do that. Um, if you're out there, if you get COVID, um, don't freak out. Don't panic. Take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Stay healthy. Do what you can to be safe. And um, and that's it. So I'll talk to you soon. And uh, see you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Um, I'm going to queue up some more music here. Might as well, we might as well do some more Blues Brothers. Let's do it. See you guys.
Don't you believe